0: Before we even kick off the podcast, I just want to remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. Hi, I'm Coach Tony Schiffman, and welcome to the Hog Football Podcast, where we talk all things football and all things offensive line. Today, I have got Coach Chase Hansen with me. Coach Hansen is currently the head football coach at Sterling College. Uh, He got his career started at Bethel College, starting every game of his career at left guard, where he was a four-time All-Conference performer and a two-time All-American. Got his coaching career started at the same school from 2008 to 2011 uh, as the offensive line coach and then the offensive coordinator, before moving to Sterling College as the offensive line coach and run game coordinator from 2012 to 2015 the offensive uh, coordinator quarterback coach from 2016 uh, to now, and the head coach from 2018 to uh, currently. He was the KCAC Assistant Coach of the Year in 2013 and 2016, and he is my guest today on the Hog Football Podcast. Coach, what's going on? How are you?
1: Hey, Coach. Thanks for the intro. It's, it's great to be here. It's a, you know, I've been, been a longtime fan of, of you and all, all the things you do on Twitter, and you know, so just excited to, to chat with you about some O-line stuff.
0: Cool, man. I appreciate that. Um, You know, first question I got to ask you, and and, uh, you know, you might be one of the first ones that has been literally a part of these these great teams, but uh, talk to me about how important the offensive line play was to some of the successful seasons you've had uh, throughout your your playing and coaching career.
1: Oh, well, you know, it's a, it's a, as the old saying goes, it all starts up front, but man, we, we really do believe it, especially here. You know, I, here at Sterling College, we have four former offensive linemen uh, on staff, coaching mm-hmm. obviously different positions. So you know that's obviously the how how much I put on our offensive line play. We take a lot of pride in in developing guys into uh, just just great great players. And you know, to me, offensive linemen are the funnest guys to be around as well. So I just try to surround myself with guys I like and. And guys that you know just love love the game of football but um, we have had some some just great players over the course of my years here that have really made coaching a lot of fun and uh you know just guys that have bought into our culture and and philosophy and just really uh have opened up some nice things for our for our skill guys
0: right it is and it is such a culture that that offensive line I mean you know you were a you were a player you've coached it there's nothing better than being in that offensive line room i i'll 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 argue that till uh till i'm blue in the face until i'm six feet under there's nothing better than that offensive line room yeah
1: you're right you're right it's a most fun room to be in that's for sure that's that's why you know if i could i'd uh, just have all o-line assistant coaches i don't know how (laughs) coach kenny feels about that as a defensive coordinator and linebacker coach but uh you know man there we have a lot of fun you know
0: yeah absolutely absolutely um you know I got to ask you about your your time as a player. Uh you know you were a four-time all-conference performer, two-time All-American, started every game. Um talk to me a bit about how that came to be. You know obviously the the all-conference and all-American because of hard work and dedication, but uh was it a was it something at at Bethel that you just kind of walked into or or did you have to fight for it? And, and how were you received kind of as that First-year player starting on the offensive line uh, with—I I can only imagine older guys with you and around you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a—it was just a, you know, a great experience. You know, overall, I—I um, have uh, been blessed with just fantastic coaches throughout my career. You know, starting in high school, I—I I think I was more prepared than a lot of, a lot of the guys that came in my age because of my my offensive line coach and head coach. Uh, down at Mulvane High School, Randy Fox and, and Dave Finnewald, but then uh, Coach Nightingale and, and Chalice Dari at Bethel, man, they they really, uh, they pressed me to another level. But mm-hmm. um, I I actually got recruited as a linebacker. You know, I, I was 200 pounds when I graduated high school. Um, wasn't super highly recruited. And, uh, you know, I, I had a good test score and good GPA, you know, so obviously right. I'm going to get some looks because I love football. But, you know, I, I – it was a little bit of a chip on my shoulder and, and a mentality deal. But, you know, Coach Moore at Bethel, uh, I, I walked out to first practice, had a defensive jersey on, and he said, go back in.
0: We need, <laughs> we need
1: you to go play a line. I, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, I so my first two or three practices, I actually practiced in a defensive jersey even. And, you know, they like, kind of made fun of me. But, um, yeah, just worked hard and, and uh, got an opportunity to – to uh, earn the starting spot after the first scrimmage, and and just really never looked back. But uh, Coach Nightingale really believed in me, and and it gave me a lot of uh, confidence. You know, with with what uh you know he he did for me, technique wise, and you know I just want to use that you know experience to to help the guys that that I coach now. And right, um, you know the chip on your shoulder and and great coaching, man. That that's a good <laughs> that's a good equation for you know some some good football. And and it helped that you know we were we weren't as good of a football team at that time so you know there was opportunity for younger guys to play but then you know once once those guys you know my my class that I came in with in in 2004 you know we we retained really well and you know we we walked out of there as back-to-back conference champions right my our, our, our junior and senior year so you know it was just a lot of hard work and a lot of fun
0: right and it's i mean you're very rarely are you going to make an all-american team without having some sort of team success or some sort of statistical uh you know success so it it, that, that that shows right there that you guys were you know did did what you need to do but it's kind of funny you know you talked about you were a a 200 pound linebacker coming out of coming out of high school it's kind of funny how if you look a lot of the Successful offensive linemen especially at that small college level, you know the 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 D twos, the D threes, the NAIAs, mm-hmm. they come in as that sort of player. They come in as that sort of undersized guy who maybe is playing out of position and and has to work his tail off to get on the field and, and earn his spot and keep his spot. And they become the best guys on that team and, and end up getting the, like the success you had where you were an all conference performer and all American. So it's kind of funny how those things sort of go hand in hand a lot at, at, at our level of coaching.
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, we're
0: not always going to get the guys that look the part, Um,
1: you know, and and my message to, to recruits all the time, you know, obviously they, they talk about position and and all these things, Uh, you know, until they can find a way to measure the size of your heart and the, the fire in your soul, man, you know, I'll, I'm just going to play with the guys that love football. So, right. Um we we've had great experience moving moving guys from, you know, whether they think they're defensive linemen or or linebackers or whatever, you know, big tight ends down right. to the offensive line and and they just become super athletic at that position and and we're able to do the things that we like to do with them.
0: Right. And they have I mean you and they have the buy-in and then they really kind of fall in love with the spot and that's when you get the really really great players too.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah. You so you 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 went from a player um, to coaching at Bethel, and I'm always kind of fascinated by guys who coach at their at their alma mater. Um, talk to me a little bit about that, how how that transition was, and and, and any difficulties you might have had, and and talk to me a bit. So I, I did a little bit of research, um, and I found an old clip on YouTube of a behind-the-back <laughs> pass. Um, oh, yeah, that yeah. was you guys. Uh, what yeah. did you did you? have any say in that play or was that uh was that before you were calling offense oh that was uh that was our first year that
1: that coach Moore kind of let uh Brett Clow and I call the offense uh well we'll start with you know transitioning to coaching man uh that's difficult you know because you're you're coaching your buddies and I was I was the only senior on the offensive line and so you know and there were several juniors so I'm coaching my guys that are you know some of my best friends, so I—I right. um, I actually I coached tight ends that first year, so it wasn't as difficult um, in transitioning. But you know it, it is still hard to uh, you know to have that separation because there there has to be something. Um, but you know I felt like as as a player I kind of earned the re- enough respect where where guys would listen to me anyway, and mm-hmm. you know it's it's just a, you know uh, a trust and a relationship between between guys that allows you to, to make, uh, corrections and, and for guys to believe in you. So, you know, that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, I even got to coach my youngest brother, you know, at Bethel college in 2010 and 11. So that was, that was even, that was a little bit different as well. Just uh, being able to get on him and, you know, he became a pretty good player as well, but
0: right. Yeah. The, the,
1: the bouquet toss, man, that was a, that was a fun (laughs) one. Um, uh, I'm going to give most of the credit to Brett Clow. He, uh, you know, we shared an office. He was, he was a great quarterback for us. And, uh, he's now the head coach at Westkin high school out in Western Kansas. But, uh, I think he found it on YouTube or something. And, and, uh, you know, we, we were having an okay season, but we, we, uh, we just thought, man, that that'd be kind of fun to do. And, and, uh, we took it to coach more and he's like, put it in, you know, he, he kind of, he was, he was on his way out. You know, he kind of knew his career coaching was, uh, dwindling or, you know, coming to an end. And, uh, he really he did a great job of just preparing Brett and I to call plays you know so that that was the first year we kind of got to call plays and then we just happened to be in just the perfect scenario it was actually against Sterling College against Andy Lambert who you know coach Moore Mike Moore and Andy Lambert were in each other's weddings great friends from from college so um, and it was coach Moore's final game and we got to the position I I don't know first and goal at the one or whatever and and it, I promise you it worked every time in practice, <laughs> you know, so it worked, you know, four or five, six times in practice. And, you know, we had it in for several weeks, but uh, we kind of got to a spot and we, we just kind of looked at Coach Moore and and he said, run it. <laughs> and uh, we had an older coach up in the box just going crazy. You can't run that. You can't run that. And sure enough, it worked. And, uh, right. you know, it just became super popular uh, very quickly on YouTube and, you know, ESPN it put it on top 10 and you know I talked to you know one of their broadcasters on the phone and they interviewed me and obviously the local channels got it but
0: right yeah, it has a lot of
1: fun you know we just try to keep it fun you know obviously we're gonna we're gonna work hard and and we want to be really great at football but we also want to have some fun
0: absolutely I mean that's what it's all about it's all if you can if you can have one of those plays kind of once a game where you just as coaches kind of look at each other and shake your heads and smile it's, it's it it Everything else you do during the week that much more rewarding and that much more special and, and fun when when you can have as much fun as the players and, and you can see them enjoying it and, and that's what makes it kinda Absolutely. rewarding as a coach, uh yeah. to be able and to we do had even, like that.
1: We uh, we didn't really have two tight ends at that time, so we had a D end that would go in just for that play. Just big, long, tall guy, you know, great basketball box out type guy. Right. So everybody sees him go in, and and they know, you know. So just the anticipation and you know the excitement on the sideline because everybody knew it was coming, and right you know, for it to work, obviously that that was fun. And you know, reading some of the comments were 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 a lot of fun. They they didn't like the way our quarterback got hit, but <laughs> 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 everyone's whatever. always
0: going to have a problem with with something, no oh, matter yeah. how good or bad you do. Absolutely. Yeah. So you know, my next question kind of was was just kind of. Piggybacking a little bit off what we just sort of talked about with transition, but uh, you know, you you, you, train, you end up transitioning to Sterling College as the O-line coach, run game coordinator, and then bumping up to the offensive coordinator, quarter, quarterback coach, and then making that kind of gradual climb that that sort of a lot of coaches strive for. Where, where now you're the head coach. Um, talk to me about sort of those transitions from you know from position to to coordinator to, to head coach, and and how you handled all of those things, and and uh, you know, kind of how you how you have put your stamp on Sterling college and, and uh, you know, kind of built the, the staff and the program you wanted.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, what a process, huh? I mean, it's just, uh, you, you think you have a plan and I, I truly believe that that God has one that he kind of just laughs at you when you think, you know what, what's going on. And <laughs> right. um, you know, it, coming over to Sterling was, was a great opportunity. Uh, you know, last couple of years at Bethel were, were long and hard and rough i think we won one game in in two years and so just had had an opportunity to come join andy lambert and chuck lambert and, and everything that they had done here i just respected everything they did and how hard they played and how much fun it looked like they had mm-hmm. because i i felt like you know that was the difference you know that you could just tell the energy and the passion that that uh sterling college played with you know year in year out you know from when i was a player to to, you know coaching against him, and so I just had to figure out what what they were doing different you know what was in the water at sterling so um andy's just man he was he's incredible he he's uh you know he most recently the head coach at southern nazarene university he recently stepped down from there, but you know he was also uh you had a masaki on the other other mm-hmm. week and uh, he was uh, misaki's coach at trinity international okay. as well you know so he, i mean he is uh just a fantastic guy. But, you know, when I came to Sterling, I would have never thought, you know, I'd be in this position, you know, eight, nine years down the road, just because, you know, when you thought of Sterling College football, you thought of Andy and Chuck Lambert. Um, But, you know, as, as things progressed and as things uh, as positions opened up, I, you know, very lucky to, you know, have the trust of those guys and, and go from O-line coach, run game coordinator to quarterback coach and OC and, and then now the head coach. But, yeah it's just been a gradual gradual progression of uh you know just opportunity <laughs> right and, and trying to take advantage of of those uh small smaller large uh jumps but right what you know,
0: what what have you felt what do you think was the biggest i don't want to say hurdle but what has been the the biggest struggle in in, in making that those transitions do you think
1: well you know you just uh you you just go from you know, as an O line coach, you got, you know, twenty guys that you can just pour into and, and develop great relationships and then you you kinda of move up and you got quarterbacks, but then you're the OC so you're trying to work with the offense and then obviously as a head coach you're you're dealing with the whole team. So, you know, it's just the the amount of of guys that you're trying to really get to know and uh, you know, still want to do a good job because, you know, uh coach Wilson and I co coordinate the offense now and I you know, obviously I still coach quarterbacks. Um so we just still want to have that same level of, of excellence on the offense. Um, but then also helping, helping the coaches grow, you know, so you're just, you're just uh, casting a wider net and, you know, hopefully you're being a great influence on, on everybody that you're uh, you're working with. But, you know, so that's probably the biggest struggle, you know, just trying to connect with, with those guys on a, on a deeper uh, level than, than just knowing a guy's name and, and uh, you know, saying hi to him every once in a while right. when I see him of practice. You know, so, right. but you know, that's one of the reasons I wanted it as well. You know, uh, the opportunity to to really help help these guys grow into the the men that they want to become. We talk about, you know, obviously we, we want to win football games, we want to win championships here, but you know, my job is is to make you the best husband, father, and and worker that that you want to be. You know, whatever goals that you have down the road, um, whether it's social or you know business or you know wife and kids whatever it is you know those those become my goals for you and you know how can I get you to that spot you know while representing Sterling College football and and playing great football uh, along the way.
0: Right I mean absolutely that's that's you know while, while we want you know while we want our guys to grow up and and chase and achieve every football dream we you know they can imagine you know at the end of the day we also want them to be great men and and you know, have have high character and, and be successful in, in whatever it is they choose to do in life and, and that's important and and that's uh you know, those are lessons that kinda trickle down the entire coaching staff for 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 us to to teach and and, and give our guys. So that's that's great that you get to kind of be the the linchpin for it and and be the kind of set the example for all those guys.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, Coach, last question I've got for you, and, and uh, this has been the tough one, but if you could put together an offensive line, Mount Rushmore, from guys you've played with, guys you've coached, or guys you were just um, a fan of, who would be on that five-person offensive line?
1: Man, that's fun, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh Man, I was not ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, shoot, if if we're talking like just a fan of, you know, man i gotta be careful i got four like i said i got four former offensive linemen on i, I right. better mention those guys uh, you, you know jake you, you, Jake holland coaches our o-line what was you'd that be
0: the only you'd be the only coach that you could list your entire coaching staff and yourself that would be the that would yeah, be the five-man line I, i'll keep myself
1: off there but <laughs> jake holland is our he's our o-line coach then austin Maley, he's our mm-hmm. our running back and tight ends coach and then jacob aguilar as our uh d-line coach you know we I told these guys that, you know, I'd be on it and they were, obviously they were super excited to, you know, uh, you know, get to meet you and everything. We, we added up, we, we have like 130 career starts on, on our coaching staff at the offensive line position. I thought that was really cool.
0: That's Brad is really cool. uh,
1: You know, so, you know, those guys are the best. I love being, love working with them along with coach Wilson and uh, coach Kenny, but man, we've had some good ones here at Sterling. Even, you know, Jake would be, you know, was a great player for us. Lars Lind was a, he's he's that same he's my my type of guy. He he thought he was a D lineman. I recruited him out of Colorado, and uh, you know I convinced him to play O line. He ends up becoming an All American guard, probably at 240 pounds. Right, you know, just an incredible guy. Kyle Croak, Zach Bimes, Kyle Fender, you know, those are the names that kind of pop into my head. We had some other Chase Jones, Gabe, you uh, know, Gabe. Uh, yeah, man, sorry I'm getting uh names mixed up now oh you're good yeah so those you know we've had so many good ones and and the reason we have success here is is because of those guys i'm not going to throw out any current guys because you know i don't want their heads getting big t- too big no.
0: <laughs> understand that one yeah, yeah. that's good so. that's awesome though. that's awesome that you guys i think that's fantastic that you guys have that many current mm-hmm. alignment on staff working together um and with 130 combined starts that's that's just. uh that's awesome too. You know, that's yeah. it. That just goes to kind of show the fraternity that that we have as O line coaches, and that you know we're we're everyone wants to kind of think we're the big dumb dumb guys, but <laughs> you know we're uh we're a lot better than we're a lot better than uh, than people give us credit for. So
1: yeah, well, the good ones the good ones know exactly what's going on and right and they're the some of the hardest working most loyal guys that that I can think of. So right. you know we we love them to death here.
0: Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, coach, before we get you out of here, do me a favor, drop your Twitter handle um, and any other information you want these guys to know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, any question, I'm, I'm an open book. We, we love the power run game, buck sweep, any pin pull stuff to make me feel athletic. You know, that's what I love doing. <laughs> Hit me up on Twitter. Uh, I don't even know my tag. What it? Chase uh, Hansen Chase Hanson 71. I just had to look it okay, up. Okay, there you go. I got it on my wall here chase hanson 71 so uh feel free to ask questions man we'd love to you know continue this uh fraternity and and keep it going
0: awesome coach well i appreciate you coming on uh you know best of luck this upcoming season hopefully everyone uh with your family staying safe and staying healthy and look forward to talking with you soon
1: same to you coach thanks all right
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you like and subscribe and you can find previous episodes on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, or any other podcast platform.